my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, April the 27th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's grace today, my friends, as we continue our journey through this Easter season. I gave you a hint yesterday that we were in John chapter 3. And that today we would, uh, we were left yesterday, right, at the doorstep of one of the most beautiful passages in all of Scripture. Well, today we get to open that door and we get to walk through it. So today we're going to read John 3, 16 through 21. I would say pay special attention to John uh, 3, 16 and 17, but they just kind of jump off the page. I don't think I have to tell you what to do at all. I think their beauty and their depth and where they point, brothers and sisters, is enough simply for us to ponder and chew on the rest of the day. Sure, I'll throw my own words around it, but nothing I can say is as beautiful as this. So let's dig in deep and open ourselves to what the gospel has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the verdict. The light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come toward the light, so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that their works may be clearly seen as done in God. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, really. What is it I can say that's going to add to this? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone, everyone, brothers and sisters, just sit with that word. Not just so the right people or the righteous or those who who do it well, those who profess it perfectly over here or who say and act when the, the right manner over here and make the right gestures over here and stand and sit and kneel at the right times over here. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. Two things I guess I just invite us to, to ponder and that's this. Our God, brothers and sisters, he isn't, he, I, I don't mean to, 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 to do that all the way, our, our, our all the time. Our God is not interested 
in condemnation. Did you hear that? Verse 17, which to me is almost as beautiful as 316. Might, might be equally as. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. I want to read you what Eugene Pierce or Eugene Peterson from uh, the message had to say on how he said that line, which I thought was really cool. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to a to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Brothers and sisters, do you get that? Again, this is an image of God thing, isn't it? How do we view God? What do we view God as? What what is his purpose? What What is he watching for? God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Point number one, brothers and sisters, our God is a saving God. Our God is not a condemning God. Do you see the difference? Do you, do you get it? When you ponder God's presence in your life or, or God's watching over you or God's, God's um, being in and among and around you, how does God present God's self to you in your imagination, in your vision, in your opening? God is a saving God. God is not a passive God. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he sent, that he offered us this gift. Why? So that the world may not be condemned, but saved through him, through God's action. And and what is it? Brothers and sisters, so that's point one. Our God is a saving God. He is not a condemning God. Let that just roll over you. But point number two here, for God didn't so think, hey, I've got some time on my hand. For God didn't so think, hey, you know, what uh, What should we do today, Trinity? For God didn't say, huh, let's, uh, let's give them a mystery and, uh, and just see where they grasp with this. For God so loved, for God so loved the world that he gave. You know, I've used that um, image of uh, Maximilian Kolbe, right, before. For those who don't know, St. Maximilian Kolbe was a priest in Poland, and he was um, put in a concentration camp. I believe it was Auschwitz, but don't quote me on that. And at one point, a prisoner escaped. Now, now, Colby was put in prison simply because he was a Catholic priest. And uh, at one point, a prisoner escaped. And so the commandant, what he did, was he picked 10 people at random and said, well, you are all going to die. And uh, one of the people that um, the commandant of that uh, concentration camp chose was a man with a wife and a family. And, uh, and so 
Colby, knowing that, stepped out of the line. He himself was not chosen. And uh, went to the commandant and said, I ask, would you take me in his place? And the commandant thought it over and said, okay, we'll take you. And that prisoner went back in line or back uh, amongst the other prisoners and actually lived through the concentration camp. And when Maximilian Kolbe was uh, beatified and later canonized, um, I don't know if it was that person was in attendance or whether the offspring, the children, were in attendance because I'm, I'm not quite sure in terms of, of that timeline. But that's, that's what we're talking about. That, that God's not interested in making sure there's a blood sacrifice so somehow his anger is atoned or his, his vengeance is quenched or, or the law is satisfied. I mean, those are all concepts. If they help you, great. But, but don't let them obscure your image of God, okay? Of, of somebody who needs blood to love. God is the instigator here. God is Colby stepping out and saying, let me go instead, because that's because I don't want you hurt. For God so loved the world that he gave everything he could to show us that love, brothers and sisters, is the way, not violence, not, not um, condemnation, not finger-pointing, not accusation, not backbiting, not... not uh, gossiping about one another and therefore murdering reputations, whatever it is. For God so loved, and love sacrifices so that the other may live. God showed us what that pattern was, that yes, death is before us, and it is a part of our, our pattern. It is a part of our, our, our path and, and what lies ahead, but that it does not end there and that there is no end to where God will not go in order that we uh, may know that we do not walk it alone. And maybe that's good enough right there to know that when we have to walk this green mile, as it were, that we do not walk it alone. Because God is two things. God is not a condemnatory God. God is a saving God. Please, my friends, please just chew on that and let that become that image of God for you and for me. Please, yeah, me, I, I need that too. God is not a condemnatory God. He is a saving God and that he does that out of love. He does that out of love. And the truth is, we know already, I mean, John uses this image all the time and then I'll, I'll just stop here, of... Um, you know, our children of light and children of darkness. He, it actually uses that far more in uh, the first letter, second letter, third letter of John. Uh, be that the same author or not, which we don't know. But this whole idea of light and darkness here, you know. And this is the verdict that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. You know, and I get that image, the image that came to my mind. And again, I, I think it came more through Peterson's uh, scripture passage uh, than, than the New American. But that idea of when you turn on a light, 
and uh, and you see the cockroaches for a moment, but then they they run to their uh, to their hiding places, huh? You know, okay. For those of you in the south, you, you might get this a little better. Those who have cockroaches, but you turn on the light, there they are, boom! Then they're all under the cupboards, or they're all down the sink, or they're all where they need to go, and all of a sudden they're gone. You know, you turn the dark or the the light out, and in the darkness they come back out looking for whatever it is they're looking for. When that light of truth, that light of grace, that light of God, and yes, it, it, it pierces, it burns in the best sense of that word, because the light of truth, brothers and sisters, is that one that in, invites and, and, in a sense, forces us. It, it, it invites us to look within and see, what is that light showing? And do I like what, it, what it, it's showing? And if I don't, what am I going to do about that? Do we move toward that light or away? That was yesterday's pod, right? From where are we born? But today, brothers and sisters, it just reminds us who God is. Our God is not a condemnatory God. Our God is a saving God. And our God does this not out of duty, out of honor, out of any other reason than love. So let's bring that to prayer. And so, my friends, we uh, begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third joyful mystery, the incarnation. Jesus is born. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. We, are, we made it to Wednesday. We're halfway through. I hope this week has been what you need it to be and desire it to be. And if not, blessings on the rest that you may make it so. God's peace.